Well, 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 welcome back to another episode of On the Bench with Beeks. This is number nine. We're feeling fine. I'm, uh, uh, I'm your host, Cody Beekman. Uh, with me, as always, is one man handers, Keith Sanders. How's it going, everyone? And I'm also here with the glossy Ross Mormeyer. What's up, guys? And today we got a special guest, our very first guest on On the Bench with Beeks. It's the dog father, Mr. Cappy, Marty Richardson's. What's up, Marty? Welcome to the show, bud. Uh, thanks for having me, Cody. I can't wait for the next hour. Oh, it's going to be a sweet. So, guys, how's your week been? Week's been great, man. Uh, enjoying a couple of days off. Um, enjoying the nice weather. Uh, what about everyone else? Um, well, I've just been working. Uh, doing my last week of school. Finals is on uh, Monday. So, I'm going to be done, done. All right, Marty. What about you, man? What you been up to this week? Uh, this is a this is a big dog nation week. It was Global Giving Day on Tuesday, and yep. we can hit that up in a little bit. But um, uh, Mike Freeman, our executive director, put up an all star lineup that included none other than Cody Beeks Beekman. And oh, uh, who's that? Yeah, yeah. We had uh, <laughs> we had we had videos running like every every thirty minutes, and twenty of them across the the day there, and we unbelievably rallied over fifteen thousand dollars that day and that and that was for uh the covid re- relief correct um kind of it was a social media kind of made up day oh, okay. the global giving day is typically in december and i know a lot of nonprofits right now along with small businesses and and just regular joe blow families um are really hurting for money right now and and it was kind of a call to action and and we we did way, way more than I ever anticipated. So it was it was an exciting day. I that's mean, amazing. Fifteen thousand dollars. That's nothing to scratch at at no, all. No, that's nothing to balk at at all. <laughs> so uh, who else was on there? I mean, you you had a lot of uh, like a, a lot of Colorado uh, known Colorado players mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah, we went. The there's a big tie-in with the Avs, as you know, Cody. I mean, uh, you guys probably know this, but Cody Cody actually had a visit right here in this house from a. None other than Milan Hayduk. He's wearing his jersey right now. Yeah, yes, and, yes, uh, yes. So Milan was one of the guys. Jan Hado was another. Um, we we went current abs as well. So Tyson Joe stepped up and did a video. As and Jared Bednar, a good friend of mine, also did one. We also had a couple of uh, kids that were recipients of ours that were just fantastic. Um, uh, really, really neat. Dave Repture uh, burned ninety percent of his body. Was another one, and. Um, you know the the list really went on and on and on and and uh, two Humboldt kids as well that survived the accident, uh, Grayson Cameron and Tyler Smith, and uh, kind of little I I did a little uh, recap the next day and looked at who watched whose videos got um, watched the most and the number one was uh, none of us were that surprised it was it was Dave Repture who's very famous uh, flight for life nurse that was burned over ninety percent of his body number one video that was watched but anybody guess who number two out of all those famous hockey players McNabb, Mosier, all these guys were on there are we looking at him we are looking at we him. are looking at him Is man we, cody oh well, I, got, I guess i got i got a talent for you know asking for money <laughs> <laughs> i mean how does it feel to be number two i mean i mean I, i'm gonna have to chirp some of these guys you know like uh, we uh, marty and i were talking i'm gonna have to chirp uh hedgy about that i mean uh I, that's crazy to think about i mean my video being watched more than I mean, Peter McNabb, Milan Hayduke, oh, even the, even the humble Bronco kids. Actually, I think it tied with uh, one of uh, Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith. Yeah. Tyler Smith is a great, great young man. He was he was in that crash, of course, but um, 
tried to come back, and he was one of three players from the crash that we're going to play on the next season. And um, he lasted about two weeks and just said, this isn't for me. It's just not the same. And it was pretty pretty tough on him. He went back to Edmonton to go to school, which is he's actually in broadcast school. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Really that's cool. what he's doing. And um, But, Tyler, the other really, really neat thing about him is uh, he's one of five of the young – young men from that that survived that accident that I've had the incredible pleasure through Dog Nation to bring to Colorado and uh, brought him la- here last November. He got to meet Bobby Hull. He got to meet uh, Michel Goulet, all these different guys. And we did a lot of stuff during that time period. But the, what trumps all of that is what he's done with his platform. And he started a group over there. Um, what Tyler, Tyler had some really uh, – difficult thoughts after the accident oh absolutely survivor's remorse and things like that and he was in a really really dark place and he took that and turned it into something called it's okay not to be okay that runs across canada and this is a young man that's in his early 20s that's doing that and and um special kid on on so many levels and you're gonna see some really big things from this oh that's awesome and uh, i mean it's okay to uh, not be okay Uh do you have uh, is there like a website we can uh maybe post on uh, Um, on this he doesn't have a website but what he has is he he puts together a lot of these um blogs and and essays and stuff he uses for school actually but he's a he's a very talented writer and i'm not just uh, saying that because he's sitting to my right but cody is too you guys seen some of the, the stuff absolutely he's put together, yeah. right on that that's also on the so cody's stuff is on our dog nation website so is tyler's yeah i actually saw that the other yeah. day we were uh, uh we were looking around just uh like you know maybe cyber stalking a bit but yeah i did actually see a link to that so cyber that's stock. exciting <laughs> creeping to marty a little bit yeah. <laughs> be like tlc i have a, i have a lot of fans boys <laughs> yeah, <you do. laughs> I mean, you're a hot commodity, Marty. All right, well, boys, well, uh, we've got a we've got a pretty great episode here. I mean, obviously, we're gonna get into a lot of what uh, Marty does and where he's come from and what Dog Nation does. But we have a uh, we have a few other things, a couple updates, and some some drama in the NHL sphere. So Ooh. I think uh, what we'll do is we'll get into our uh, hockey day in history. And I think uh, Marty, you're the newcomer here. We're gonna let you go first, bud. All righty. Um, Cody, Cody had the same one as I did. We talked a little before, but he's going to let me. Um, this is kind of a two-part one. And the, and the first part is um, goes back to the Nordique days. And, and everybody go. here on this, this broadcast and probably everybody listening already kn- knows the Nordiques ended up in Colorado. year before they came here in the playoffs of 95, Nordiques had a really good team that kind of flamed out in the playoffs that year. But that was uh, – it wasn't quite on this day, but um, – Joe Sackick had a hat trick. Um, I think it was against the Rangers. Yeah, and um, and that was uh, that was that was on that like two days ago, I guess. But um, my other one, because I was actually there, it wasn't quite on this date, but it was the 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 following year. We luckily here as of hockey fans in Colorado inherited an amazing team, and on April twenty seventh, the Avs or April twenty fifth. Of 96, he has played the Canucks in game five, and Joe ended up with a another hat trick. And um, I was actually at that game. I was in the ninth row in the corner, and uh, Joe scored in overtime on the opposite end of where I was, but still pretty awesome. In old McNichols Arena. Oh, yeah. Old McNichols Arena. But, but yeah. And I know that we're going to do some trivia questions, but can I throw one out here right now? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We'd love it. 
Okay, this is a this is a fun one. This is a um, this could never happen again, by the way, because it, it, it's and it, who is the the Avalanche player, or it could be Avalanche, could be not. Um, what player scored the last goal ever at Magnifical Sports Arena, oh. and also scored the first goal ever at the Pepsi Center? Valerie Kaminsky. Nope. Oh man, I'm gonna go with Footer. That's a good draft. I would have guessed that, but that is oh, wrong. Oh, you know what? I know this one, actually. Spit it out, man. Um, what do you think? I don't know. If I'm not mistaken, it was uh, our boy, Milan Hayduke. And ding, ding, ding. And that is oh, right. Oh, man, that, that's, yeah. oh, oh. This one's a tricky one. And the reason why, Milan actually didn't play the year before. But it was the last game of the preseason because the Pepsi Center was delayed was played at the McNichols, and and uh, Hedgie scored the last goal. Oh, and boy. And then the first game of the season when the Pepsi Center was ready, he scored the first goal. Oh, yeah. Yep. Pretty crazy, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's it's, way crazy. Yeah. Like, and then another question about your hockey day. Wasn't that the last hack trick in Nordique's history? And then the first hat trick in Avalanche history in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, playoff-wise it yeah. was, yeah. And later Which, that playoffs, actually, um, they had two hat tricks that, that year, and I was actually lucky enough to be at both. And uh, <sighs> see if you guys know the second one. Oh, God. Same playoffs. Mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with uh, Peter Forsberg. Yeah, you're right. I was, yeah, I was right Beaks, on par with you, dude. You're a guru. Are we, uh, <laughs> you're a hockey dictionary, my friend. Uh, sh- yeah. Well, I, the reason why I said Val Kaminsky the first time is because he was the first. Uh, he scored the first ever Colorado Avalanche goal. Oh, yeah. Yep. Against the Detroit Red Wings, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, I, what if. If I'm not mistaken, that hat trick by uh, Fopa, it was actually in the Panthers series. Yes, it was Panthers series. It was it where, was game two where he went here. beast mode and went six six points. Yeah, he in, had within like, like the yeah. second and third he had period. Three goals and three assists within the second and third period. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like what was it? Uh, one of my my mom's uh, cousin's husband. Uh, yeah, still remembers that game. I mean, rest. Rest in peace for him, but uh, yeah, yeah, um, he still remembers that game to this day, and he's just like, I couldn't believe how on fire, like he played like a man possessed. He said, "I just, <laughs> I, I, you know, and the best thing about Fopa is that you know he he normally uh, like on his face, you know, unless it was like uh, just a huge goal, he was normally pretty stoic oh, after yeah. he scored. Like uh, I think after his like fifth point or something, you just see this like." Just this grin, this like, oh my god, I can't oh, believe I just fucking did this. Kind of had a snarky just, look uh, to it was, him. It was, <laughs> I'll never forget that face. I, I never will. I, it's, it's it, like, it's, it's burned in the back of my mind. And so, that's, I mean, I love it. All right. <laughs> you know well. how big a Fopa fan yeah. I am. So, uh, hey yeah. Ross, what do you got? Oh wow. Okay. I guess I was gonna see who wanted to go next, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna say that uh, Bossy about this uh what was it it was uh may 7th uh when bossy powers uh the islanders to a fourth straight cup final 
Mm. And, uh, yeah, um, he carries the three-time defending Stanley Cup champion New York Islanders to the Stanley Cup final by scoring four goals in a series, clinching the 8-4 victory against the Boston Bruins. 8-4, wow. In the stoic Nassau Coliseum. Oh, wow. Um, but, yeah, uh, he finishes that series with nine goals and set a Stanley Cup record by scoring the winning goals in each of the four Islanders' victories. I mean, the man yeah. with the plan, Bossy. Oh, Mike Bossy. The Come only on. person to break his record for rookie scoring was Timu. <laughs> I, mean. I believe it. Well, if, if anybody's going to do it, it's probably going to be Timu Solani, that's for sure. Right. All right, so what I got, what I got today is uh, May 7, 1994, Don Pro- Bupre became the Washington Capitals' all-time leader in playoff wins with his 18th and a 4-2 win over the Rangers in Game 4 of the Eastern Conference semifinals. Bupre passed Pete Peters, who had 17 prior for the Caps. Very cool. There you go. Yeah. All right, Keats. Mine's pretty simple, too. Uh, We're going to drop it down to May 8th of 2000. Let's talk about some goalies, since I'm a goalie, you know. (laughs) So May 8, 2000, Martin Brodeur recorded his eighth career playoff shutout as the Devils beat the Leafs 3-0 in Game 6 of the conference semifinals. Now, i got to throw in a little trivia question into that. Um, How many shots do you think Martin Brodeur faced that particular game? Uh, Was it as many as Hashik that last uh, last episode that I... God, because that's that's a stellar number. You you face seventy shots and then pitch a shutout. Uh, I'd have to say probably sixty-five. All right. Anyone else? Yeah, th- that's in the left wing lock days, my friend. Uh, yeah, there's not going to be sixty-five <laughs> shots. So it's going to be. Uh, they were the most boring team in NHL history. Yeah. And um, <laughs> you're probably talking. I'm going to say like twenty-one. 21. I might even be high. All right. What about you, Beeks? I'm going to say 45. 45. Well, boys, um, let me tell you, throughout the whole game, our, our boy Marty Berdur, he faced six shots. Oh, my the whole God. Three left Wait, wing lock. Did I not go. say that? that is, yep. <laughs> Marty was right with saying the left wing lockdown like era. But uh, God, there six, it is. six shots. Six shots. So, f- and, and this goes in a debate now in which a lot of people, and this, the article where I got it from, uh, they, they were talking about it too. So uh, should this be counted as one of Marty's, <laughs> you know, shut up. I get it. I mean, so it doesn't matter one shot or fifty shots, you no. still got a shutout. But oh, yeah. you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, oh, yeah. So six shots. <laughs> well, but who, but who knows? They might have been the six craziest freaking right. you know glove saves. I, oh, yeah. I, I'm sure he was probably getting real bored, so he's uh, probably just trying to like flaunt it a little bit more. Oh, yeah, do what Patty Waugh did, kind of do that overzealous like glove <laughs> save or something like that. Oh no, we t- we talked about that. <laughs> yeah. Those that, that, that backfired too every now and then. Oh yeah, <laughs> six shots. That's six shots the whole game, man. Wow. All right, sweet Toronto Maple Leafs, you're doing your uh, you're doing your alma mater proud. Jeez. <laughs> so yeah. I I think I won that one, right? I, yeah, yeah, you were the yeah. closest one. Yeah, so yeah, Marty definitely did win. Yeah, if we're going prices right rules for sure. <laughs> 
All right, so uh, here's here's a bit of a uh, interesting news. Uh, actually, Jim Tiernan brought this up to uh, on the bench with Beaks the other day, and I, I thought it was just absolutely ridiculous. So um, Elliot Friedman has been hearing rumors that Justin Bieber and his dad oh, are looking con- to buy the Ottawa Senators. That was the conversation that we were uh, together uh, in on Facebook, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, where I also, like, Robert Kraft possibly might be in the mix and well, all that. Yeah, well, there's, yeah I've, I've heard there's a lot of people that are essentially interested in it, but but, but I mean, bes- bes- besides all the all the other businessmen, I suppose, what are your guys' feels on this whole Justin well, Bieber that's, thing? Well, that's the question. Would you rather have Eugene Melnick, an insufferable douchebag that controls the team, <laughs> or would you rather have Justin Bieber, an insufferable douchebag that's always on uh, his pop star tours? Well, here's the Which thing. Which would you rather have? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's hard, and then... And you guys are probably going to bash me for it, but I honestly think Justin Bieber would be a better fit. And the only reason I think that, I mean, what Eugene, where is he? He comes from like some sort of a pharmaceutical, that's his background. So he has, he has zero sports and anything, you know, as it goes. I mean, at least Justin Bieber, he's a huge hockey fan. He plays hockey. I mean, the videos, you, they come in and out, you know. You take him for what you will. And oh, he's yeah. honestly, he's really not that bad. I mean, he's no, no NHL star, but the kid can play some hockey. Oh, yeah. I think I, mean, I, I forget which player. Was it? Uh, oh, it was the goalie for the uh, Blues. Jordan Middington. Yeah, yeah. They, they've been he chirping was, each other. Yeah, he was challenging him that he would just shellack him in a whole entire yeah, like, one-on-one. It's just like, oh no God. way, no way. But, I mean, I could see – when you see the videos, Justin Bieber's actually not a bad hockey player, man. He's got some stick – he's got some stick handling maneuvers and all that, so. Right. I mean, I, I guess when, I, when it comes down to it all, too, you know, it's not – you know, you don't have to be a good hockey player to be a good owner. No. You know, well, you, you no. can you can definitely come from different backgrounds, but um, – I mean, what, what was it? Uh, Eugene Melnick, he, he acquired uh, Ottawa Centers, I, I believe, in 2003, correct? And, it, if I, and if I remember correctly, they were near bankruptcy at that time. Yeah, uh, you're right. Yeah. So They're still not very far out of the woods, man. They can't even get well, tickets away. And that's, a, that's the thing, you know. I, I, think, I think people got excited. like, who we got saved. And then, you know... Uh, Eugene Melnick buys them, and I believe it was worth like $1.5 billion at the time yeah. or something crazy like that. Which, but then I've seen articles that he's, and, and, and I don't know if this number is correct or not, but he's lost roughly $94 million. I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, for Ottawa. So he, I mean, whatever he's doing is not working. And you know, uh, the another thing to just point out is that uh, Melnick really likes to stick his fingers in everything that the the GM's doing. Oh yeah, well, and the uh, it, it was a lot less. It seemed like when the when they had Razor and all of that stacked team with uh, Heatley and all of Chris Neal. Uh, I that. think that was before Melnick well, no, owned them. That was 2007 when they went to the Stanley Cup Finals with oh, the Ducks, dude. There we go. Yeah, so I mean, they had a stacked team. They had well, some brilliant prospects, but. He just kind of let it go by the wayside. I He's feel definitely like imploded. That. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's 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 a little key. That's just a little thing that uh, we've heard in in the uh, old 
NHL sphere for right now. I figured there's not a lot going on. Well, not too much going on right now. No. Well, but, I mean, Justin Bieber, possible owner. Yeah, possible I owner. I guess we'll keep an eye out for that Robert one. Robert Kraft having his hands in two different kinds of sports. I mean, that uh, – Stick with the Patriots, man. Well, <laughs> and they're not going to be doing that good anyway, so, I mean – I don't think there's a lot of prostitutes <laughs> out in Ottawa that he can utilize. Oh, <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Come get me, Robert Kraft. Come, Come get at me. me, bro. <laughs> Come at me, bro. All right, so the next thing. Yeah, uh, yeah Cody, I, I'm, I'm with Keith, so I, I think a guy that plays beer league hockey and hangs out with us, and even if his name's Bieber, I, I'd be for that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, whoever, A, has the most coin and can actually do yeah. something with the yeah, team. Yeah, I actually. 100% I, like, yeah. Yeah, and my I not got got a very good connection here on here, but I was actually going to try and pull a picture on my phone here, me and the Beeb. Oh, I, you've met the Beeb, huh? I, I was going to there, but I, oh. I wasn't able to pull it up because I don't have a very good connection, but I'll send it to you. All right, yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> We might put that as the uh, the the, advert, the, uh, the picture when we launch the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cappy and the Beeb. <laughs> Look at that. That sounds like oh a God. baby, baby, baby. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, man. Cap, are you a believer? <laughs> He's no. <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, I've I guess to wrap this conversation up, or anyone else has to add something. But yeah. Uh, how I look at it is the kid at least has passion for the sport. That's, That's true. true. Which, That's true. you know, I, I, I highly doubt that our boy Eugene, you know, cares about hockey whatsoever. Well, and and mean, that's where all these consequences are coming from to begin with. Well, yeah. he, true. he doesn't understand the sport, you know, and, and, and that's why they're having all these problems. And, and again, that's just my take on it. So Yeah, I, I, I can understand that for sure. I mean, yeah, it might revitalize, it might revitalize the franchise too. You know, like get a little more action, like more people coming to games. You know, and that um, Justy Biebs is uh, owning the team. You know, well that, and at least he has enough hockey sense to somewhat try to get decent people in the draft and like trying to. Coach oh, people, well, yeah, you, you know? never know. Well, you uh, you gotta let a lot of that uh, fall on your GM too, but um. Yeah. I think that's the uh, that's the main problem with the Ottawa Senators that Melnick is trying to do too much. Yeah, he doesn't Not have enough pull there. That's for sure. Well, he is the man. You know, he's the man that signs the checks. But I think he's not letting uh, his GM actually do do his job. Yeah. You know. All right. So that's uh. Um, I mean, hey, Beebs for owner. As Who knows? It's not Make out of a great again. Yeah. Make out of. Oh my god. <laughs> Make out of a pop and lock again, huh? Not for not for president, just for ownership. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, l- like last uh, episode, we were talking about the NHL gaming challenge. The first week is uh, actually done, and um, we had three we had three games going down. It was um, uh, Philip Forsberg and JT Comfer. Timothy, Timothy. Yeah, uh, him. he got wrecked. Really? Yeah, three and zero. What? Forsberg just railed him. <laughs> and uh, also, uh, Stephen Johns played somebody from Pittsburgh, I believe. Uh, it was Zach Aston Reese. Okay. And uh, and uh, the brothers Kachuk went up against each other. 
Oh wow, Brady, Brady and Matt. Brady and Matt. Oh, Brady cute. took it. Oh really? Yeah. So <laughs> the the unsung hero out the, of the two Chuck to Chuck brothers, and he just <laughs> the young Chuck taking it. So uh, we'll ha- there's going to be more epi- uh, more uh, more games going on, I believe today actually, mm-hmm. and then the next day. So we'll keep you updated on that. Sweet. So without further ado, our lovely guest here, Marty Richardson. Marty, um, for the people who uh, you know are listening elsewhere and are not exactly familiar with Colorado hockey or what you guys are doing here, can you uh, explain Dog Nation a little bit more? Yeah, I'll give you the high level. Um, uh, you guys are all beer league hockey players, right? And, Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. so that's all this really was. Back in '03, we put together a team and um, called them the Dogs. Over at the Edge Ice Arena, and lost most of our games most of the time. And um, but it was a, it was a, a group of guys that that really got to know each other and have some fun, and gave us a one night a week we could get away from the wives and family and kids and and uh, sit around the locker room and and became pretty good friends. And over the years, we actually got a little bit better and started to win a few games here and there. And and then in in the in the uh, spring or the actual month of february 2009 i would send the emails out and say this is our lineup for tonight and and uh watch out for number 23 on the puck hogs or whatever and most importantly keats you got beer tonight you know that kind of same thing and um, absolutely yeah. and uh yeah. like any beer league team would do and um and we weren't anything more than that and um when i did that i got an email back uh, and it said I got really got bad news, and it was from our youngest guy on the team. He was only 20 years old at the time, and he said, uh, "I I can't make tonight's game. I was diagnosed with cancer yesterday." And I was like, "Wow, that's wow. rough." So I and his name was Danny Packard, who Cody knows very well. Danny. And um, I took him off the the email distribution, sent it back out, and said, "Hey, we're going to do something for Danny tonight." And I'm literally and figuratively going to pass my hat around the room and few bucks landed in there and um but more importantly i said i'm going to go visit him in the hospital on saturday if anyone wants to join me and pretty much the whole team went and we we snuck in or came into the room and had a big banner and and snuck some beers in got in trouble for that but uh-huh. yeah, that's good but um it, the the surgeon actually or oncologist came over to me and said you know um this was really big for danny like just lifted his spirits so on and so forth week later Send out the same type of email again. Thank you. Picture of Danny on there. I said, hey, thanks for coming out, guys. Um, and then um, same email. And here, most important, you know, here's a beer. Here, this so and so forth. Here's our lineup. And then the oldest guy on the team, Dave Chamberlain, sends me an email back. And he goes, I know this is kind of a gut punch after what happened with Danny, but I was diagnosed with cancer yesterday. I'm like, what? Jeez. So these are only 15 guys on our team. So now we, now we got two guys in a row. And took Dave off that email, did the same thing with Dave, and and unbelievably, two days after that happened, a third guy on the team, and this is near and dear to you, was a guy named Andy Gary, yep. and Andy Gary at the time was 36 years old, had three kids under nine years old, and he was, he calls me in tears and told me that he had stage four colon cancer. Oh my God. So, all on the same team. Within 10 days, we had three of our 15 guys all get cancer and he didn't look like it didn't look good for for andy and mm-hmm. so we rallied and 
and uh, and did some things. We used to have these dog parties at my house, and they were kind of crazy, but they were fun. Yeah. But um, you were at those. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so we ended up um, uh, kind of getting through the season, and and the next the summer season came, and and the guys on the team were literally uh, all of those got those two Danny and. Dave were back in the lineup, and, and they were still on radiation treatments and different things like that. Andy, who had a full-on port in his chest, literally would adjust his chemo um, treatments around our game schedule. He'd give them to his doctor and say, here's my schedule. Put my, <laughs> my chemo, the biggest doses on it, the day after I play. So he would play, even though he was he, he totally should not have been playing. That's, but that's no. jam. He did. And so all these guys were playing, and then – then unbelievably, this was in uh, um, October. We won the summer league, actually. Oh, that's that's awesome. And um, in the in that fall of that year, there was one guy on the team that was most like me, and um, uh, Cody knows this because he was there. I was a college soccer player, halfway decent at, at Metro State, and um, uh, my buddy Jack was a college soccer player at Eastern Carolina. Um, I have three daughters, no sons. Jack has three daughters, no sons. I was coaching kids soccer jack was coaching kids soccer we would get dressed right next to each other and talk and whatever and go to visits and i'm a cpa by trade and jack was a maryland financial guy by trade so it's basically looking in the mirror when i looked yeah at jack. oh yeah and um we went to lunch in october of 2009 same year and and he's like dude i don't know what's going on he and i are like not crazy but like fairly decent fitness guys for our age and and he knew how much he could bench how fast he could run a 5k all these different things we talk about that and and he's like dude i don't know what's going on i'm getting weaker i'm i'm losing weight and literally the very next day jack went into a coma oh my the god very next day and nine days later he came out of the coma and battery of tests later on this guy that's that's really fit and exercises and doesn't drink excessively eats well all, everything he checks all the boxes it doesn't make sense turns out he doesn't have cancer, but he has autoimmune disease. God. And over the next six months, I watched Jack go from the most fit person I knew at that age, like of like him and I, and he he was about 80 pounds and unrecognizable to me near the end. And I would tell the guys, he's doing great, he's doing great. I because I, you know, I I wanted it so bad. Yeah. And then then Jack unfortunately passed away on on April 7th, 2010, and. Or, or April 10th, 2010. And um, a, at that point, I spoke at his funeral a few days later, and I said to his girls, I said, I don't, I'm going to do something in your dad's honor. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to do something. And so I started this thing called Dog Nation Hockey. And, and um, I thought it was going to maybe be five, ten grand a year. And, and uh, incredibly, nine years later, we're super proud to say that we've We've actually helped over 160 families, oh, and wow. we've given away over $1.7 million. Wow. That's amazing, man. And, and one of them is sitting right to my right here. And Cody, in that same uh, the the year we started was was um, April. I mean, of, of it was literally January 1st, 2011. It could be like you guys here, and we didn't really know what we were doing. We're like, Andy needs help, and and so on and so forth we all threw 100 bucks in the middle of the table it was my goalie and my left wing and the left right defenseman and whatever and we said they looked at me as a cpa can you figure out how to do a 501c3 i said i probably can do that and and um that's how this started and and that was january 1st 2011 and october 31st 2011 only 
11 months later, Cody had his accident. And um, so it, when we heard about that, it was a guy named Get, uh, Bernie Levesque who, who, who knew Cody's family. And um, he told me about Cody, and we showed up here. Yes, yeah. right at this house, and and uh, Cody was at Craig Hospital at the time, and and uh, and I spent a lot of the day with Phil, and and he said, you know, I could tell they were just totally overwhelmed. I'm like, they're, oh yeah, I'm I'm a handy guy. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. Cody's in the hospital. He's home in two weeks, and I'm like, uh, how are you know that door's not wide enough. Um, yeah. there's gotta be, how's he going to get up into the house? And, and where, what about going in the backyard? What about the floors? It's carpet. Like he, he can't move on a wheelchair. And, and, um, I went back that night and prayed a little bit. And I know, uh, Phil who's sitting here listening to me, he's a man of God. And, and I, I said, what can we do? And a week later, right? A week later, we had 34 people here <laughs> at the house and, and um, we put in hardwood floors, we put in ramps, we put in concrete pads, we painted the room to look like abs because we knew you were an abs fan. Oh yeah, we, of course. We covered, we, we, you, you name it, right? And, oh, everything. And, yeah. and Cody still didn't know any of this was going on. No, I had no idea. And uh, in addition to that, we were able to hand a really nice check over to the family. And so it was uh, at an abs game, yeah. mind you. Yeah, and in, I looked in between the periods. Yeah. Is and I, I knew Phil. I looked at Phil, and I saw myself. I'm like, I got daughters the same age as Phil's got a son and, a, and another daughter. And I just said, I go, that's at no fault of his own. And they're in a position that they just can't do it. And every bit of that was covered by by people yeah. with big hearts. People and I never every, met. Yeah, people that had never met Tony, uh, Cody. None of them. I hadn't met Cody. Right. And, yeah, I had, and, yeah, I hadn't even, and, like, never met. Yeah, and so it was the, the most – telling point i don't know if you remember this phil but pidge and i were putting we had a we had our molson which i'm holding in my hand right now sitting <laughs> on the hardwood floor there and we were putting in the last couple pieces because we were having trouble putting them in and your daughter came in i hadn't met your daughter your sister yeah and she she walked in the the front door and she stood at the top like you know the tri-level house we're in here looked down and burst into tears yeah and that that you were right next to me when we did that we big big hug and um uh, a week later, um, I got to meet Cody, and and uh, his parents said to me, "You might want to go." And we had a whole bunch of people going to Craig Hospital, and like a lot to, of people, yeah, a lot of people. And we said yeah. we want to want to tell Cody about what we just did this past weekend, and um, they sent me in first, right? You remember that, Cody? Yeah. And yeah. we talked. It just I'd never met Cody, and I spent about fifteen minutes with him. He told me all about this, this technology, and I what. What I resonated with me because I still remember it is how positive he was. Like, I got I got a curveball, but look at what this technology does. Look at what I can do. What I already can do. He was already thinking ahead. What we're doing today is what he was thinking about there. And we brought all the guys in. You remember that? And yeah. I had everybody <laughs> talk in the room, and I said, yeah. "Take them a moment and tell Cody what this weekend meant to you. Last weekend meant to you." Oh, and, um, and there was not a dry arm. No. Not? Like right no. now. Yeah. And so it was uh it was pretty awesome. But that only that became only the very beginning of a long time friendship. That's yeah. that's not I haven't say culminating here because it's no. got a long way yeah. to go. Oh, yeah. But um 
it's uh, it's really what I'm most proud of with Dog Nation because um, there's a lot of charities, and I'm not going to bash other charities, but very few charities that I know of, people that, that are helped by the charity become the family of the charity. Yeah. And we saw that Monday or Tuesday when, when we were doing the the – the night there, yeah, yeah. Right, or the, the the giving day, and Mike um, would go. Do you know it? You know that? Oh, that's Andy Allen. His wife died, and we gave him a check at this at this event. And then there would be, like, he'd go. Do you know who that is? And I'm like, yeah, we gave that check in 2012, and I just talked to them last week. It was one after the other, after the other, after the other, after yeah. that, and it was not just the videos that we made that, like you did, Cody. It was amazing, but yeah. just the it was it was really really cool to see what this has turned into and and the breadth of what it's become. Yeah, and uh, so I I'm can, sorry, I'll just go uh, from there. Oh no, I well, what I was just about to say is that um, you know, it's it really is just a gigantic family. Like I, every time every time I go somewhere or you know go to a dog event, I I I know everybody there. Everybody takes the time to you know come up to you and talk to you and like. It's just like you know, it's almost almost like a family reunion. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and mm-hmm. and, and that's and that's what I love about it. You know, and, and it really does. Um, it it speaks volumes to the people that that you guys help. Is oh, that it does. It's not just like okay, here's your check. Yeah, have a good life. You know, it's you you get you gain like. 45 50 brothers and sisters mm-hmm. you really do and and it's beautiful and and it really does speak to the togetherness that hockey uh provides yeah you know it's the same thing as like just playing on a hockey team but it, it's 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 more than just 20 guys well, it's it's a collective of people and it's it it helps it helps out so much more to know that you've got these people in your corner no matter what oh yeah and the, uh, I mean, I wouldn't. I I definitely wouldn't be where I am now, or uh, as you know, happy and and like, uh, I don't know. It, it's it it means the world to us for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, just just to see how how amazing you guys are, and I like how you literally don't stop. Yeah, but the the beauty is, Cody, you you're now incredibly important to us, and that was more not more evident than. I mean, all kidding aside, when we were throwing out those names, you were the second most watched video on, on, <laughs> on Tuesday, and that's not just because. I'm telling you that right now, it's true, and people follow you through Dog Nation. They follow you. They follow you guys because you're friends of him, and and it's been it's pretty cool to to see that, and and um you know every time we're we're at an Avs game, we're there together, even if it's for five minutes, we're gonna connect. I yeah, mean, it's just like, and same with. 15 other people you see me when i'm there oh it's yeah like oh let's oh this is that just came up and yeah did this to them and well, a little uh, girl comes up right yeah and i see so many dog nation members at games every time every time they, they just stop and talk we t- stop oh, yeah. and talk yeah. even if it's just for five minutes and just to you know just to know like i wouldn't know that guy mm-hmm. otherwise tell you, know? you and andy and les borsch on that yeah exactly and andy andy's become a really good friend too i mean andy's a great guy i mean He's uh he's just he's a wholesome guy and probably would definitely would have never met without without Dog Nation and the, the these friendships I cherish are just so important to me. Yeah. You know. Well, and what I love is how personable you've been through every.
every situation, Marty. It's not like, oh, you're just going to have this done, and then you're just going to sit by and just idly wait. You actually physically get involved with these people, like mm-hmm. get involved with the families. Like, I mean, co-worker Matt Martinez with Dave Rupture. Mm-hmm. I mean, God, I mentioned, he's like, oh, I was at a hockey tourney this week, tournament this weekend. Oh, did you do the Dog Nation hockey? Then I was like, yep, Cody, this, that, and the other, and it, it just bonded us that closer together. Um, yeah, we just talked about how awesome it was and just how personable of a person you are to yeah. just go and visit every single one of these families and still have the time, like, the effort, like, you know, that you put into that is just amazing. It's great. It's great to see that within the community, not even just the hockey community, just the community. Just in general, community. yeah. Like, Absolutely. that's just such a, you know, just – it puts a big old puff in your chest, you know. And you're like, oh, well. a lump in your throat. Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, there's yeah, there's like Ross said, there's so many great memories. Uh, one that really sticks in my head, Marty, is uh, it was actually one of the five K runs. And forgive me, I can't remember if it might have been one of the first ones, but there was. Uh, and again, I can't remember which year it was, but it was the first year family that uh, lost their home during during one one of the that wildfires. Was, that was the very first one. It was that okay? Yeah. So I participated in that one. Uh, I skated and I didn't want to run. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, uh, I was in a wheelchair. I just got pushed around. I was fine. <laughs> but uh, I guess long story short, uh, this family uh, they unfortunately lost lost their home during one of these wildfires. Was it in Boulder, if I remember correctly? Netherland. Netherland. Okay. Um, and uh, one of the family members, actually, the, uh, where they lost the home, he was a firefighter, right? Correct. Um, and uh, he went off to help his neighbors and other people to save their homes while he was doing his job. Uh, him and his family, unfortunately, lost their own home. And uh, within all that, they lost one of their one of their dogs that they really, really loved. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, with everything everything going on, I remember it was just one of my favorite things. Uh, you guys actually got him a new puppy. Uh, was, it was the was same breed and everything. It was so cool. Yeah. Uh, and if I remember correctly, was it was it Bernie that brought the dog? Yeah. The, to them, the dog they lost was a dog named Gino, and he was a Saint Bernard, and and uh, they actually never found their remains. Gino ran off, and they never found Gino, and it was like this fine Gino. It was all over Boulder. It was yeah. all over I remember all over that. the news and so, so on and so forth. And Bretland and Charlie, they don't have kids, but so they're ki- they have kids. They're, they're four-legged. And um, yep. they, <laughs> this was, they were decimated. And it, what's uh, kind of cool about that, Bretland's a hockey player, not Charlie. So um, <laughs> she's, uh, she uh, plays in the women's league and stuff. Great, great gal. And Charlie's an awesome guy. And, and um we this was a risky one in our eyes because it's like do we do this or not because people so, yeah, yeah animals can be weird right. the grieving and period it, yeah and, it yeah. really was they were still looking for the dog like it wasn't that far after when we did that and and uh bernie is a is a saint bernard yep. and the dog was a saint bernard that Which they lost cool. and so he went to a saint bernard place that out in uh kansas that donated the saint bernard oh wow and yeah yeah so i talked to him i said here's what the deal is and they go well we can't charge you for that and it, and so i said really really appreciate it so but the thing was they said you got to take the dog early so we had the dog 10 days before we being oh. my family and 
my girls fell in love with this little dog. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, uh, I, I, his I name was that. Watson because he had a marking on the back that was looked like a question mark. So Watson. Oh. So, so that's what they named him. And um, and my girls were and my wife especially, they took this dog everywhere. Like, and it was like a stuffed animal. It was like this little ball of fur, super soft, and and so uh-huh. and I was like, you know, we're not keeping that, right? And we thought. Honestly, if if it's too much for the family, we were actually going to keep it because, oh, yeah. uh, like, because uh, it was like, well, I mean, we can take a dog. We live in the mountains. We got a bunch of we have land and all that, and so not and um, so. But it was it was definitely risky. We gave the family a check to help them get through the thing, and then then I said, well, we're not done yet, and that's when Bernie, that you remember, yep. yeah. the mascot of the Avs, who's a who's a, obviously a Saint Bernard mascot as well, skated up carrying or walked up holding the dog and i said that's for you and she just lost it yeah yeah i remember that so cool yeah and then she had to call her husband who came down and we stayed quite a bit longer cindy and i and i was like uh, and he was a little bit i don't know about this but now they have their own web web page it's called watson the dog d-a-w-g Okay, oh, yeah. that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, no web page, uh, home, Facebook page. Got it, got it, got it. That's yeah, awesome. Watson the dog, and and they do posts on him all the time. And um, we, he actually comes to all the five Ks. Oh, does he? Oh, that's he does. awesome. He that's was really actually cool. at last year's dog bowl. I have pictures with him and, oh. and some of the NHL players. Oh, that's awesome. But he's so giant. Cool. He's gigantic. He's oh yeah, like I believe a, it. Uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, but it's it, that was a. That would I, I would say was a little risky on that one, but yeah. it, it turned out super cool. That's um, awesome. That's yeah. amazing. Great memory. Yeah. Yeah. So a little more background about you, man. Um, like, what, what what was your upbringing like? And I mean, uh, how 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 did how did how did Cappy become Cappy? Um, so kind of long. I mean, short version of. Uh, I was actually born in England, so. I'm a European like you, my man. That's right. And, uh, but, yep. but we immigrated when I was a little kid to Canada and um, in Victoria, B.C., and, and then ended up in um, Colorado when I was still fairly young, but pretty much went to school in Colorado all the way up through college and um, wearing my Metro State jersey that Cody Beekman gave me. Yeah. And, That's uh, so cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's my favorite. I, I will, I'm not just saying it. It is my favorite jersey. Oh, It is my favorite jersey. It's a fly sweater. Man. It is. It, yeah, yeah I, I get comments on it every I, time. I, I saw those. I was like, yeah, I got to get cap one of those. That, those are just yeah. too cool. Yeah, so, uh, but that's, I ended up, um, I loved hockey as a kid. Absolutely loved it. And the, the, the local team here was called the Denver Spurs in the Central Hockey League, and they split the Coliseum, and it was a really big deal. The Spurs used to draw huge crowds here, and uh, my parents never had very much money, but I still remember at eight years old, the very first game I went to, I know the score. It was 8-4 to four against the Salt Lake City Golden Eagles. And oh, man. I, I remember the the smell of the arena. I remember the woman behind me that cursed, first times I heard <laughs> Chris Burtz, and her feet on the back of my seat. I, I Like, it's so vivid, and I was eight. But it was it. W- I would listen to every single game on the radio, and my parents couldn't afford to take me to a game. And they finally were able to take. My dad was took me to a playoff game, and and the Spurs unfortunately lost. But I, in my mind, I visioned what all these players looked like and different things like that. And I was able to finally go and see a game. Oh yeah. And so that. But I always wanted to play, and I never was able to play. But I, uh, soccer was were European, so it was a. Uh, was kind of the fit for us and I was really good at it and I'm not very big so hockey probably wouldn't have been a good fit for me anyway but I I ended up um, 
having a pretty good career as to- Cody oh, knows yeah. at, at Metro State and um, played a little semi-pro after that and different things like that. But um, in the end, um, uh, I actually started the the uh, club program at Metro State for soccer. I mean, for hockey. So That's I so played, cool. I played NCAA soccer, but I actually started the club program <laughs> back when. And um, but that's kind of really where that came from. But the Cappy thing is really just a guy named Eric Wilkes on our team. He's kind of a funny guy. He ended up uh, uh, just coining the name Cappy as a short for captain. Yeah. That's all it is. And, of course. And so that, and then uh, then there's always been the, these branch offs, as you mentioned, the Dog Fathers, kind of fun one. Oh, absolutely. And, um, <laughs> but but the Cappy is definitely the main one. Oh yeah. And um, but that's really I I I still. I still am very – I'm involved with soccer. I still still coach. I know, Phil, your dad coached softball for pretty really high levels at Lutheran yeah. High School and different things like that. And, and um, but I – so that's really kind of my – where I'm way – I'm actually way better. But yeah. I uh, – my if I – someone said, what's your passion sport? It's definitely hockey. Oh, yeah, and truly. It, it was really just it, – it, part of me when I think of it and some of the things that we're trying to do at Dog Nation, we, we've been able to help families and stuff, but kind of the next tier – is to kind of think about guys like I was as a kid, and yeah. it's unaffordable. Oh, and God. Is there, no. a, there a way to, like, maybe take, not all of it, but because we certainly want to help disabled folks and and people with cancer and whatever, like all the, all the stuff that Dog Nation is about, but is there a way to maybe take a slice of that little bit of that pie and turn it into... Just ease the pain yeah, of yeah, money, basically. Yeah, and, yeah. and maybe... maybe um, change the world in a way on some of these kids that have, would have had no chance and oh, go, yeah. you know what look at that well you're already doing a damn good job of helping that's for sure and i mean you've changed so many people's lives and i think that's that's a good, that's a huge step you know yeah. to actually help these kids that that are in need to just want to play yeah. that oh, yeah. that'd be an incredible step well and it gets them off the streets or whatever the mm-hmm. hell it is you yeah. know and into a sport that they might not be able to afford right and something that they might love as well too it's so. an, it's an incredible way to grow the game yeah especially in colorado i mean obviously uh we have a decent uh, like hockey uh, following in Colorado, but it can always be better. Yeah, yeah. No, this uh, hockey's really good. I mean, one of the ones that I mean, you were in the Hayduke jersey there, but um, pretty pretty big deal right now. And the COVID things kind of put a little block on it. But uh, uh, Milan's kid um, Merrick is actually named to the U.S. national development team. Yeah, really? yeah. He's the only Cana- only yeah. American. I mean, only Coloradan on that team. And but um, that's huge. That, that that says a lot, not just because of the Hayek name, but also for Colorado hockey. It really oh, does, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you got people like Jacob Slavin, you know, Ben sure. Bishop, uh, and uh, just a few kids that are Troy Terry. Troy Terry, my that, boy, uh, my man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good old Colorado boys actually making it into the league. You got to be proud about that, and yeah. and um, I I could definitely see uh a, you know a dog nation part participant you know maybe from said. Mm-hmm. donation or maybe like uh just like program that you guys could figure out one day a dog nation or playing in the uh shell you know how cool would that be that'd be incredible i mean and that'd be huge just i mean and just the the the, the amount of how, how proud you could be just sit back and you know we we help that kid mm-hmm. you know otherwise he might not have ever even played hockey you yeah. know and yeah. i think th- that's that's one thing that i've always really loved is actually like Showing people and uh, showing the people the game of hockey, mm-hmm. 
and them uh, and them actually like taking to it just as much as I do. I just love seeing that. Oh yeah, even just like playing it or viewing it or anything. I know that we've gotten a few friends into it like here just recently that just would go to random games now they're like matt martinez well matt martinez my our 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 buddy garrick blair and uh my one of my personal friends uh nikki yost his uh girlfriend but i mean they've just go to games randomly with us and now it's just like once the next game you taking me (laughs) yeah yeah And they're just as they're just as excited about hockey as as we are, and I love seeing that. And to to be able to do that on a larger scale mm-hmm. would just be incredible. Oh God, that would just be huge, dude! Huge. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you guys actually have plans for an ice rink, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a real. I mean, I wouldn't say it's pie in the sky, but it's it's gotten a lot more difficult with the COVID thing. Uh, so yeah, we've been throwing a pretty major curveball here, but it's not going to – it certainly hasn't derailed us. And But the whole idea is I – a few years ago before um, – I already knew Mike Freeman um, as our, our executive director, but I didn't know him that well yet. And I was real – I was still – I was a international finance director at Oracle doing books in 36 different currencies and – it was not an easy job, and I started doing this whole Dognation thing at the same time, and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to pull this off. And we were, at that point, approaching $500,000 a year that we were raising and so on and so forth, and I was like, I don't know how this is. I can keep weighing all this. And I thought either I'm going to have to quit or I'm going to have to figure out a way to sustain the income on this thing. And um, so at that point, I thought, you know, at some time I, I'm going to have to retire someday. Yeah. And, um, and so kind of uh, in my mind, which I'd thought about for many, many years, was what would be a way to, to create a residual income on this that's sustainable forever, where Phil and I could be golfing in, in uh, Arizona and the money's still coming in, and, uh, rather than all sweat equity, which is it's awesome because we get to see all these people, and we're never going to stop doing the stuff we do. No, but because uh, it's it's too important, right? Now, like the day you got your check, I literally, literally was bawling. You and I. Remember oh that? yeah. Like I, I've, I haven't I cried that hard since I was five. Oh man. I, I yeah. remember it with you. I like. I looked at you. You looked at me. I was like, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Right? Oh, I was just. Uh, I, was just I, like, I couldn't handle it, man. Yeah. I, I was just. It, yeah. It I remember was... after we we'd give him the check and we walked off the air. He, he rolled off the ice. I walked off yeah. the ice and I looked at him and I just completely. Yeah. I've never been that way oh. ever with any check ever. I'm not just saying that. I've never. Oh. And he looked at me. I looked at him. And it was like for five minutes. Right? Oh we yeah. Like, just, we looked like three. We're just over in the cor- <laughs> we're in the corner of <laughs> like, the ice rink and everybody's like, "Where's Marty? Where's Tony?" And we're just sitting there, just like happy. Balling. Years. Fall in like two little babies, man. It yeah. was oh you god. Yeah, you guys cool. looked like uh, six year olds watching old yellow and we did. the red, it was red exactly burning like, bros oh, or yeah. something or yeah. E. T. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, and it was just so meaningful and like it, it was it was like almost like can't like absolutely just like no. right on cue. Yeah. It's like both of us just oh uh, broke yeah, down. It, we locked eyes and it was it. Oh, that was yeah. it. Yeah. So it was like but um but anyway, um, <laughs> this whole rink idea was like, well what if we what if we were able to to find a place that would give us land? And then uh, we were go we were able to go to companies, um, general contractors, electricians, um, uh, mechanical engineers, uh, companies that make boards, companies that paint, companies, and 
and tell them what we're going to do. And if we were able to build this thing for almost no cost and then still run it like a regular hockey rink, but at the same time, that rink would be designed for everybody. Yeah, people with abilities, disabilities, all that. And I love it, Marty. Yeah, and so no matter who you are, you're welcome here. And and that and and what does that mean and and that would be starting with just the rinks themselves and i got to involve a little bit with something called colorado sled hockey which is is sled hockey players and uh, and colorado's the hotbed for car for sled hockey and it's also the home of usa hockey despite that we have the mo- we have the most sled hockey national team players right here in colorado than anywhere else oh, i wouldn't doubt it and we have the most not not just one of the top programs. We have the top pro sled hockey program in the whole world is right here in Colorado. Oh, yeah. Despite that, there's not one rink designed for these guys in all of Colorado. Not at all. That is crazy, not man. One. So I thought, I and it's run by USA Hockey, the the Paralympic program. These are yeah. guys that, that we wear the USA jersey like you're wearing right now, Keats. And um, so I thought, well, how hard is it? So I started volunteering for these guys, and I was watching them, and I'm like, they can't get off the ice because they can't get over the threshold and there's boards there and so on and so forth. And I'm like, what do you guys, I'd go to visit them in the locker room and I said, what do you guys do? Well, there's glass on the boards and there's no threshold and this and that. And I'm like, how's that going to change my life? It's not going to change my life at all. Yeah. I can still play like that, but it's going to change this guy's life like yeah. immensely. And then they're like locker rooms themselves. These are elite athletes. They, they literally are like falling out of their chairs and trying to get over this ledge and this and that. And, and they the, literally brought some of them to tears when I said, "What if there was a locker room that had artificial ice in it, and the and the the boards of the or the dry erase boards or like at your height, and you start to hear that ACDC black back in black that bass pounding and stuff, and you're ready to go on the ice, and instead of stumbling and falling out of your chair and people are falling down, and you yeah. get a rip out there just like I get a rip out there." Yeah, and they're like that brought those guys to tears and i'm like it's so fucking easy to do that yeah like oh, that's yeah. all oh, you yeah. gotta do like it, you're not talking like major stuff here no and but if you if you try and retrofit a rink it's really hard but if you oh, do absolutely. it from the beginning so i started going to different companies and one after the other saunders construction mla architecture mtech engineering the list goes on and on phil your dad uh, and said great barrier insulation. yeah great barrier yeah we would um they would each of these and uh we're like we would like to be part of that and i go well to be part of this you either have to do this at cost or below otherwise and sounding like we're all that but it was really what the deal was and we we're batting a thousand every company we go to yeah. says we want in oh, yeah. and we're now up over 35 companies but the really key was like we need land for this so, like where would be like the best place and, and we had all these different options, and this summer, um, Jan Heda and I um, ended up almost, not almost, completely just in a fluke in the in the government offices of of uh, Castle Pines, and I didn't even know what the meeting was for. I was. I was dressed not much different than I am today. Yeah. So was Jan. Comes in with the yeah. hockey jersey yeah. on. Uh, What's up, guys? What's up, boys? Uh, and, Hello, uh, sharks. Yeah. <laughs> literally, literally didn't even have my computer. I didn't have, I didn't have any any materials. I didn't even have business cards. Neither did Jan. And these guys roll in with suits and a map. And I was like, time out. Oh. What's going on here? And they go, well, didn't anyone tell you? I go, no, nobody told me anything. 
and they go well you're the 20th group out of 20 that is going to talk to our city about um we have some land that we'd really like to bring something really cool into the castle pines and i'm like i i had no idea can i come back like next week no no this is it you're the last group we need to hear from you and i'm like okay oh Right so, here, right now, get it out. <laughs> just, I, I, and so I took the next 45 minutes and told them a little bit of the story you guys are hearing, but told them about what Dog Nation was and so on and so forth. And they ended the meeting and they said, when can you guys start doing this? And I was like, I was like, what? And uh, Jan and I went to lunch and had a couple of beers. And he's like, would you get your heads out of the clouds? There's no way they're going to give you that land. It's worth millions of dollars. Yeah. Right? And I go, I know Yanni, and, and he's like, but I go, you heard him? And he's like, I know. But So a week later, we went back, and we brought the architect with us from MOA Architecture. This guy designed the Edge Ice Arena. He did family sports. He also did the DeVita building downtown. He yep, was I worked at that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so. Jack Mousseau, the guy that owns the company. Yeah. So I brought him with him. And that next week, we roll in there, and before, as soon as we started the meeting, we tried to do a presentation. They're like, yeah, I know. We need to talk to the architect. They asked him a bunch of questions, slid a contract across the table, and gave us a piece of land worth $4.6 million. Holy Jeez. me. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the city and county probably doing it's, that, too. It's actually the city, the city of Castle it? Pines. Okay. And it's right at I-25 in Castle Pines Parkway. And it predicated us to go, we got to really get moving here. And for me, like, this thing kind of came out of – like we did, we, we jumped on it. We started, we added, continued to add companies and so on and so forth. And we're right on, right now we're in the midst of what's called a feasibility study. And one of the biggest companies in the world, if not the biggest that does is called SFA. It stands for Sports Facilities Advisory Group. They're, they work with the NHL and, and all different, like if someone goes, well, what, what city should we go into? They do that. But they yeah. also work with like the smallest group in the world, like a, a municipal hockey, or I mean, a basketball court in Podunk, Arkansas, or whatever. So they yeah. kind of hit everything. But we're in the midst of that right now. It should fit finish in about two weeks. And the once that finishes, if it comes back and says, this is a really good idea, because it sounds like a really good idea in my mind, but we need these pros, the Ivy League guys, to kind of look at it and it, do the numbers make sense and so on forth, so forth. If they do, then, then we're going to, even in, I don't care what, what this COVID thing and all this other stuff, the rules are changing, but we're going to change with the rules and we want to make this thing happen. So that's what we're doing yeah. right now. And that's huge. pretty exciting. Oh, uh, that, I mean, <laughs> I'm excited for it. I'm, I, 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 I know you told me about this a long time ago. Um, just like when it was in, really in the, like the ideal phase. And, um, and I was just, I was, just so excited for it. I mean, especially, I mean, especially uh, something that's disability enabled. Uh, that's that's huge, and especially for for the guys that are actually playing sled hockey right now. And and you know they they deserve it all. I mean, a lot of these guys are actually like you know veterans and stuff, yeah. Yeah. and um, they you know they lost a, a lot of stuff while being o overseas and stuff, mm -hmm. and now they've found this awesome outlet for him and yet uh pretty much everywhere they go they they're having uh, the all these troubles just getting into the locker room getting into their sleds getting onto the ice just everything and to make and to make a um yeah a handicapable ice rink is just i mean i'm surprised it hasn't been thought of before 
but I mean, yeah, it's about money. That's why nobody yeah. does it. And, and, um, we're trying to trump the heart over the money. And that's really what we're trying to do here. Well, I and, love it. And that's, that's why I love you guys. That's the other thing I love about that, Marty. You, it's like, fuck the money. I don't give no. two shits about that. You actually personally went into the locker rooms. Hey, what's your take on this? What do you want? Mm-hmm. That's probably the first time in eons that any of those guys have heard anything of that. Because, oh. mm-hmm. like, it's like, oh, well, yeah, you get these all, all these things taken care of, but to mm-hmm. do something that you love, what do you want to do that? Yeah. I love it. Right. What do you need? Yeah. You know? Well, not even need. What do you want to make this successful? Yeah. You know, just to make this an actual reality. Yeah. What do you want? Absolutely. And that's the thing. I, 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 I feel the same way. I don't think there's a lot of people that are willing to go that extra step that Marty does. No. Is walking in all. those locker rooms, talking to everyone, you know, one by one, like, hey, like, what would you like? Like, if you, you know, if you could. If you, you know, were to pick one thing, yeah, in exactly. The world, what would you want? Exactly, yeah. Rink? And they say, "Boom, this." You know, it, it, it's it, in everyone's heads. Like, it sounds so simple. You know, like oh, that's all no. it takes is just like going to these people and like getting face to face and like, mm-hmm. what? How can I help you? What would make your life easier? Yeah. You know, and and it's it, at the same time, it's crazy to think about. You know, like it's just as simple as that. No matter how, how you slice it, though, that's just a huge undertaking either way. You go in and you talk to these guys, and then you actually, like, as one of my favorite quotes from Patrick Wall when he was coaching, you just got to put your balls on the table sometimes. Yeah. And that's what you've done, dude. Well, that's and what that's it is, and, and and that's what I love about you, Marty. Like, you know, like you were talking about the meeting that you had to go to. You were wearing a hockey jersey and <laughs> some like shorts or now. whatever, you know. And, and – and look, and they still loved them, and they were like, "Yeah, let's do the thing," you know. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think I think a lot of people they're they're too worried. It's like, well, I don't I don't want to mess up my Gucci suit in this sweaty locker room or whatever, you know. This but that's the reality of it. You know what I mean? Showing up to meetings in hockey jerseys and pajamas or something like that, you know. <laughs> but he's still getting shit done, and that's a beautiful thing. It's amazing. Yeah, you know, and the the other one that, that I, I can't be remiss without Ross has mentioned Matt Martinez a couple times and Matt literally literally gave his kidney to someone he didn't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Which he told me about that. I was like, dude, you are yeah. almost a god among men right yeah. now. Like guy you didn't even know. You're just like, Oh, I'm perfect match. Yep. Changed, I don't need it. Changed like lit- I I don't know if you saved the life, but because but absolutely changed it because i watched dave before matt he met matt yeah i watched him go through through um the uh, kidney dialysis one night which he did five nights a week and it was it was unbelievable and i'm like i can't even imagine doing that one night never mind five times a a week right have that regimen yeah matt matt steps up and does that for him and now, how ironic! I, I I wouldn't say it's ironic at all, just because um, I'm looking at my man of God over there. It's like, and the other one to my right, right next to me, is how it, no one's surprised that you're now Matt Martinez's uh, apprentice. I mean, no one's surprised. Yeah. And in my world, and and uh, lo and behold, the what I what I haven't said yet is the there was electrical companies that said we want to be involved in this. 
He works for Encore, and Encore raise their hand instantly. Oh, instantly. And Encore is the largest um, non-union um, yeah. uh, electrical company in Colorado. Oh. The largest union um, electrical company in, the, in Colorado is Lakewood. And when we told them, hey, we've got an electrician already with Encore, but would you guys want to be part of it? And, and I wouldn't say bitter rivals, but they're rivals. I mean, one, they, they go after the same jobs. And one's a, one's a union shop and one's a non-union shop, and they both said, "We're putting that aside. We're in." Both yeah. of them. Wow. So those are our two electricians, and it's the two biggest companies in Colorado. Oh, and I think and this guy, you're, you're right there. You're yeah. you're one. Of, you're part of it. Oh yeah, no, and I think Matt's so just like I'm going to try to pull you over to that job because that would mean so much just to have you go up there and do that for just Dog Nation. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm in. Oh I, yeah. Like he barely mentioned. It. I'm like, I'm. I'm, going. I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Well, just uh, and just to go back, I mean, uh, the the whole thing about Dog Nation is you guys pull in some incredible people to help. Yeah. Uh, I've never met someone that that I've been like, well, well, that guy. I guess he's only here for the glory or anything. Like you yeah. just meet, you meet some of the nicest, most genuine people, and that's like the, that's the kind of people that you attract. Yeah. And I love it. I I, I can't get enough of it. Well, no, and that's sometimes what you need in an organi- organization kind of like this. Or oh, like absolutely. A, you know, like a nonprofit organization, yeah. you know. it's. I mean, you just need those selfless people that are just like, yeah, cool, drop of the hat, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to pay me. I'll just go out there and do the work just for the whole entire – you get what I'm saying. And, yeah, it's uh, some of my favorite people, you know. Absolutely, I, I, I like I said, it's it's uh, it's all the everybody's so genuine and is so giving. Mm-hmm. It's it's really awesome to just be around these kind of people, because I mean, let's let's be uh, let's be honest. In today's society, it's uh, the like be gen- generosity and you know genuineness is really kind of fallen by the wayside it's in a lot of luster. We'll say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, but to, but uh, but to see that there's still some actually like unconditional love and genuine people out there, it it really helps uh, from day to day. I think. Yeah. Just to know that there are people out there, and you know they don't just think of themselves. You know, selfless, good people. Yeah. That's and I mean, Dog Nation's got them by the by the well, bucketful. You know. I just love it. It's 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 a wonderful uh, foundation to be a part of, and I mean I always look forward to it, you know, and uh, uh, you know sometimes I I can't get get out to some events just like everybody else, but I mean just to know that they're still going on, it, it's still I mean no it, that that puts a pep in your step. That's yeah, absolutely, sure. absolutely. Um, we'll have to make the dog bowl this year though, dude. Well, speaking of which, um. Uh, what's uh, what is the word in dog ball? Yeah, I was gonna the ask word? the same question. So with everything going on right yeah, now, yeah. So uh, big shout out to to Foothills Park and Rec and yeah, and um and also Alec Hines who runs the runs the Edge Ice Arena. We originally had the schedule for middle of June, which it always is. Yeah, and it, it ties. It's always been a little bit of an issue because it's right when the NHL draft is. Yeah, and, um, so and my birthday. That, yeah, and your right. birthday. Yeah. Your birthday. Yeah, it is. And, yeah. Um, but it also uh, it kind of messes up some of our players. So because oh yeah, and our, our coaches and things like that that can't come because they're in wherever wherever they're doing um, draft land. Yeah. Here. But um, we could not. Obviously, we looked at that and we we're like, oh man, this can be a problem. Right. So 
We were able to move it to July 30th through August 2nd. Oh, awesome. Ooh. Four days. And because um, the Edge, Ice Arena, and Foothills literally canceled their own tournament to give us all that ice. Oh, and really? Yeah, me. so it's normally a, f- a 44-team tournament, which is as big as we – like, we're bursting at the seams. But because of all the extra ice they gave us, we're able to do 52 teams, and, and six of those teams are in sleds. So oh, that's a, awesome. There's a whole sled division. It's going to be awesome. And and uh, Mike has put has been sending out the emails. And, and what's really crazy, even with everything going on here, right. we sold that tournament out in like a week. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, I wouldn't so doubt it's it. Like, uh, so it's, it, people are ready to play and ready to be out there. And uh, my biggest concern right now is if, if they're not going to let us have big crowds. And we're, we're going to have to – figure out those rules if uh, like rules as far as a nonprofit goes like how do we still maximize our our ability to help other families if we're if if that this is i mean we have we have four really major fundraisers I and mean, we had one luckily went off already that was in january and that was over 100 grand up in summit county for a for a pond hockey tournament and we had uh I think 11 NHL players playing in that tournament, yep. so it was pretty fun. And um, Matt Martinez sniped up like two yeah, or three of them. He did. Yeah, that yeah. dirty dog. Yeah, man, you, you, you could bet on him. And Maddie, Maddie, Maddie must make a lot of money. <laughs> it's like he was, or, uh, or at least he thinks he does. Yeah. I'm yeah, kidding, uh, Matt. I'm kidding. <laughs> man, I was gonna say this Matt Martinez guy. I've never met him, but he sounds very popular. I yeah, meet the guy. Popular. <laughs> He's popular. I call him my yeah. little short round at work. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Probably took a second mortgage out on his house yeah. just to pick up uh, Milan and Yanni. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I think they had like one or two other just players or whatever that were on their teams, and they swapped it out between the Encore Mountain and like Denver division. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it was actually the very you first. You sandbagging son of a bitch. <laughs> ten, ten years it took me for me to win a championship in a dog game, oh. in a dog tournament. He just and, buys his way in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first time I ever, ever – actually, usually we go, oh, for – I'd never even win a game. But this year, it was a really cool team because we had – I had a recipient on my team uh, named uh, uh, Tony Salazar, amazing kid. He was, a, he, he was a great, great player, one of the best players in Colorado. I had a, had a knee-on-knee hit that I talked to Phil about earlier, and um, Cody – Cody knows about him too, and yeah. played for RV first team, all state, and had a knee on knee hit that caused blood clots, and, oh, and uh, he ended up missing his, like that was it. His high school career was over. His he actually had a junior deal set up in British Columbia that was over, and and uh, next thing I know, uh, Tony, I had never met Tony. I I hadn't even heard of him, and and he ends up playing. Metro. Oh, that's cool. Because he ends up going to Metro because he was supposed to play juniors up there, and they were told him he, he first semester, yeah, I don't know, you shouldn't probably play yet, and the doctors gave him clearance, and he went and he played, and he played for a guy named Stevie Quayler, who's a Colorado guy that played in the Montreal um, Canadians organization, ended up playing for Hamilton Bulldogs, dog, of course. But, oh yeah. Um, he never made it, made the show, but a great, great player, hey. and and Quayler is now coaching Metro. And um, and so he he calls me about this Tony kid. And I don't even know him, and but tells me, hey, I got this kid on my team. So Tony gets to start playing in the second semester, which would have been January. Plays his first game, and 
He's it's it's ACHA that's a that club, but really good. I mean, has got a good team. So yeah. it's CSU oh, yeah. and and, and uh, CSU. I mean, there's some really good club teams around here. Metro's got a really solid team. UNC, another one. Sorry, guys. I, I throw you guys out there too. But um, then uh, halfway through the like during the game, he's like he said he was really out of breath, and he's a kind of a fitness guy, and he's like yeah. he didn't want to tell the coach. He's like I I'm I just came out first game. I'm not going to tell him I'm a wimp and out of breath and um then in the locker room after the game he has a massive heart attack turned out he had heart attacks all through the game oh my and god what yeah and he still scored a goal this what g- yeah no yeah hell no yeah so, badass so <laughs> right <laughs> t- tony at one point with his heart was only working like at 10 percent of its its ability and he goes on to uh he's in the criminal justice system at metro and metro heads up uh thumbs up for metro they got a great criminal justice he wants to be a cop turns out he he pushes and pushes and pushes over the next two years i don't want to get a pacemaker if you get a pacemaker you can't be a cop he finally had to have a pacemaker even uh, though he's only 20 years old so that became i can't be a cop anymore and he's had like cur- bad thing after bad thing after bad thing happened to this kid so he was on my team in that tournament and what's really kind of cool about this is i the first, when I heard about him, we actually did his check at a Metro game, of course. And, oh, uh, yeah. And he uh, he shows up, and we do that. That's the first time I met him and met his mom. And, and uh, he his dad was estranged from him and doesn't really know his dad. And, and uh, we go to a game, and I said, um, I, I go, you want to go to a, a NABS game? Uh, you and me? And he's like, yeah, I'd love to do that. And um, he shows up at the – I, I said, you're going to meet me at this bar or this restaurant, and he shows up, and I go out in the lobby, pick him up, and, and we walk back, and I go, yeah, we're going to have dinner with two guys. And, and he's like, oh, that's cool. And um, walk back, and the, we see the back of him, and we walk past him, and it was my brother was one of them, and the other one, he turns around, and he, he's got his Duchesne jersey on. Matt, Maddie still played for the, uh, for the for the Avs at that time. And oh, wow. He's a good dog, by the way. Oh, yeah. Michael, he's a good dog. Good oh, dog. nice. And um, so he comes around the corner, and he looks, and he's like, you're effing Juan Hayduk. And he's just like, hey, he couldn't believe it. He was having dinner with Juan Hayduk. And then we went took him to the game. He got to meet Jake Schroeder. He got to meet Pierre Turgeon. He got oh. to, and um, this guy randomly walks up to me that I knew, but it was totally random. He walks up to me. He goes, what are you doing here today? And I told him. And his name's Jim Perella. Jimmy goes, hey, I got I got seats on the glass. You want them? I go, what are you going to say? He goes, oh, I got a suite, too. And I go. <laughs> oh, yeah, all nonchalant. Yeah. I just got he's, money. He's, he's that just, guy. I've just got guy. a bunch. I got, uh, I got seats and, on the glass, uh, and I got this suite. Jimmy goes, you want to you take these seats? And I go, yeah. And so I go, and so I said to Tony, I go, I know we got Hey Duke and all these guys in the box, and would you you want to go watch a game from the, from the glass? And he's like, oh, yeah. I've never been on the glass in an NHL game. And they're literally right behind the net. Like, they, it would be like the goal judge. Oh, oh, oh God. Like they Dream were, come true. Oh, it was so cool. Yeah, I got it. I'll take you to these. I, oh, I man. These. I, you know, <laughs> but I, I go down there, and literally people stop me, and they're like, that recognize me, and they're like, oh, my God, what's going on? You got seats down here? I go, well, I do now. And, um, <laughs> no, and, they, but now and I the, do. Guy, the guy goes, one of the, one of the guy goes, I had no idea you had a son. And I go, what? And Tony's looking. We were totally confused. And I, I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he goes, "He goes, you guys look exactly like. Isn't that your son?" <laughs> and so Tony to this day calls me dad. 
Oh, that's that, hilarious. That's, that's awesome, awesome, man. That's cool. Yeah, Tony played on my team up in, in Summit County and we won the championship. <laughs> oh, there you because go. Because of him, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> not it was because of my son. Not my oh, dad. yeah, of course. Not because of that. That's so good, man. Still a tremendous player. Oh, jeez. Well, that's amazing, man. I mean, once you, you never lose it, you know, maybe your, your no. body may start to go. But, yeah. I mean, you know, if you got that hockey mind, you got it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. As they say in Monty Python, if you're a keen, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> you're a keen. Well, boys, um, any more questions for the dog fada? Um, I, th- I think I think we've covered most of it, but I guess to finish it up, really, uh, I guess a question for you, Marty, um, really about Dog Nation, you know, from where it started, you know, from the right beginning to helping numerous people up to in the works of building a hockey rink. I mean, what are your – how does it feel, man? Like anything – you know, it's it's just great. Look, at least me, I'm sure Ross. Like yeah. no. that's such a cool story. Like I'm sure you have crazy emotions about it all, from a simple, you know, beer league like you we were talking about just earlier, tossing around a hat, tossing around a hat of you know a couple of dollars here and there to literally in the mix of building a hockey rink and yeah. all that. I mean, how what what are your feels about it and and, and yeah, it's it's hard to put in words, but I would I would say for me, when you look at my life from the outside, you would think I was crazy because I had a really, really good job, and um, I could have probably worked another five six years, and and uh, Cindy and I could have ridden off into the sunset. I had a ton of money in our four hundred one k, and and um, and about a year and a half ago, I'm I mean a big part of this is who I'm married to. I just like. We sat down a couple of years ago, and we just said, uh, "I said to her, you know, we got this dream, and we could, we could just, I could just call it good. I mean, who's gonna ever say anything bad at that point? We given away about a million bucks, and I'm like, it's pretty cool. And I mean, uh, yeah. who can say that in their lifetime? Yeah. And and you know, we could, we could just kind of tap out and and move on, or we can try and change the world. And there's a lot of cheers, a lot of hugs, a lot of, a lot of prayers." And we said, let's do it. Oh, wow. Man. So that's what we're trying to do. And I I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but I know I'm surrounded by the right people that that can do it. Oh, yeah. No, you've got all the support in the world. I mean, when Matt asked me about that hockey rink, I didn't even bat an eye. I was like, I'm in. Dude, I'm in all the way. Absolutely, man. Yeah, so that's what we're we're trying to do. And for me, it's um, I would say it's been much more than just a – like, uh, I mean, it's awesome because I get to meet all these people, including you, Cody. I consider an incredibly dear friend. Oh, likewise. And, and it's, uh, but for me, it's it's truly been a spiritual journey. It truly has. And for every time, and I don't want to get all weird on everybody, but every time I seem like I'm right on the brink of like, like I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if this was a good idea. We get the most amazing signs and. This this show could honestly, no joke, could be ten hours long. Oh and, yeah, absolutely. There's the stuff that's happened to me, and the people that have been put in front of me, are are the most amazing people, and they're the right people, like over and over and over again. And it's just like every time I'm like at wit's end, and like I don't know if I can do this, I get something put in front of me that says, 
this is why you're doing this. Keep on keeping on. Or I get on. I get yeah. a text message or yeah or a voicemail or whatever, and, or and it's from someone that I I can't not do this. Yeah. I can't not do this, and that's really where I am right now. And and um from the outside looking in, you'd think I was freaking crazy, but, but I I don't know. No. I mean it's uh. uh well, I mean, you you got a you got a motor that runs like a, a thousand miles an hour. That's yeah. for damn sure. I don't think you're crazy though, but I don't I don't see where you get the energy. But uh, thank yeah. thank God that you do. <laughs> but I yeah. just no, I appreciate everything that you've yeah. done for the Beekman family. It's um, meant a lot for me, man. Yeah. Like it's, I will go on here and yeah. just say that it's meant so much. I wouldn't have one of my best pals here if yeah. it wasn't for you. Uh, pulling strings and doing what you did Thanks, man buddy. and Absolutely. that means the world to me it means world to Cody. well know you know it, it means the world to me i mean i've i've i, I have a new best friend <laughs> i have 50 new uh brothers and sisters and right <laughs> i mean I, I get to sit down and talk with you about it and i get to see you do amazing things and it means the world to me man and uh, every day i think uh, I, I i thank god i I, th- I thank you guys that you came into my life because mm-hmm. without you guys, I probably couldn't be doing half the stuff that I'm doing now. So yeah. you're, you're doing an amazing job, dude. And well. thanks for having me, you guys. Oh, yeah. no, oh, this is awesome. So we were so cool. excited to have you. Once we heard about it, we were all like Twitter painted it. Oh, they yeah. call <laughs> it in Bambi. <laughs> I, I, hope I, I hope I didn't disappoint you guys. Oh, no, no, not at all. Amazing. I was literally sitting at home counting the days. Yeah, so it was like. It's like, oh, man. It's, one, it's getting closer. Two, yeah, exactly. Hold on. One. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously, man. Oh, uh, well, that, but, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on yeah. and doing this. And thank you for everything you do outside of, out, outside of here. Just yeah. uh, can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah. Cheers, boys. Cheers. 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 All right. And uh, hey, before we finish, though, uh, Marty, last minute, do you have like any websites to donate? Anything you want to yeah. want to uh, mention real quick before we end this? Yeah, we're really proud of our website. It's um, it's it's dognation.org and D-A-W-G, dognation.org. On that, at all times, you're going to be able to see uh, something that says donate now and, and you're going to see people that need help. Then there's going to be three or four of those pretty much all the time. Yeah, and um, and right now I think Mike, we have four of them, right? Uh, three, three of them, four of them, uh, and and we I know we talked in on the way we were sitting in Cody's uh, driveway before he came in, and we were talking about two more people that need help. So um, these are going to continue, and those are the people that that uh, if you can go go out there and kind of see, and or if you just want to generally to um, donate to Dog Nation, then we'll take that money and and use it wisely. We promise. And, um, and, and that's, can, uh, that's what we do. And you can always volunteer as well. Yeah. Yep. Well, always. Yeah. Cody's been a volunteer. Dog right. bowls been a dog all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. It, yeah. It's, I mean, even if you just want to come and flip burgers for, mm-hmm. you know, like the dog bowl or something, right. like, uh, they would be more than happy to ha- have the help. Anything mm-hmm. helps people. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's links on the, on, on the website, right. For volunteers, Mike is, he's nodding his head there. And, um, also if, for sponsors and Phil's been a sponsor many, many times on that. And, and, uh, as I like to say over and over and over again to our board, and um, I'm going to have this on my wall in my office. If we, once, once we build this rink right now, if not, once yeah. we build this rink. Yes, yeah. once, once, once. And behind that, it's going to say, ask enough pretty girls out. One of them's going to say yes. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. I love it. <laughs> so, I love it. So that's really kind of, Michael tell you, he's heard me say that so many times. Now he gets annoyed when I say it now, 
but, uh, <laughs> but it really is really what dog nation's about it's not it's a, not afraid to say ask, ask for for whatever we're trying to do and and uh on that wall like uh with that anybody out here listening to this if you know someone that has a big heart or wants to be part of something like this have them call me or me or call mike and we're, we are definitely going to call you back and yeah. we'll tell you what we're doing or call cody for that matter yeah. I mean, he's an yeah. ambassador to dog nation and he can answer that same question too and tell you about what it's about and why we're doing it right yeah absolutely and uh you can even talk uh message us on the beach, on on the beach, on the, beach on the bench. Uh, anybody, <laughs> anybody there? You can even message the the podcast because yeah. we'll we'll direct you right to where you need to go. Yeah, you can and message us individually even too. Yeah, that's yeah. we're all for that. So and we, and we got our email too. That I mean, we've thrown out a couple of times on the bench with beaks at gmail dot com. Yeah. Uh, feel free to send us an email as well, and yeah, we'll and we'll, we'll, and we'll forward it to the right people. I'll even throw it out there and if somebody's going through a situation or anything like that i know marty will just step up step up matt has told me many many stories where wow. he's just like nope oh, let's go yep <laughs> <laughs> well just uh one more quick thing i just want to give a quick shout out to one of our listeners jenny rose she recently lo- uh, lost her pops so yeah. we just uh i know it's been kind of hard for her this week so we just wanted to Say keep on, keep on, keeping on, Jenny. We yeah, uh, we love you. We love you, and we're thinking about you, and uh, hope hope everything gets better. And hope we see you at a Mavs game here soon. Absolutely, because we love seeing your face. And uh, yeah, and thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to Marty. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, uh, everybody who l- sits down and listens to three jackasses talk about hockey. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, boys, I think uh, I think we got an epi. We yep. sure do. Hell yeah! All right. Y'all have a good night. Uh, Until next time, have a good one. Thanks so much, guys. Till next time.